0: Good morning, good evening, hello wherever you are in the world. It is Friday the 13th of March 2015. Friday the 13th, lucky for some, unlucky for others. We have episode number 57 of the It's a Monkey podcast coming to you live from downtown Sydney, Australia. Thank you very much for listening. Special thank you to you if you're using uh, Managed Flutter while listening to this podcast. We put a link up on Managed Flutter. If you haven't tried Managed Flutter, give it a go. Um, give you a whole heap of insights into your Twitter account. As usual, we have a great show lined up. Um, with me on this episode is Chelsea Plywright, who's a account manager at uh, Mellon Media. Chelsea, welcome.
1: Welcome. Thank you. <laughs>
0: um, and Chelsea interviewed earlier today a couple of entrepreneurs out of Melbourne who have built a fantastic business um, selling one of these uh, products that are quite mysterious to men but apparently um, very very standard for many women, which is um, body scrubs and um, they've built a business around coffee body scrubs i believe
1: yeah, so the remaining um, so the, the the remainder of when um, you know you make a coffee brew and you have the the grinds the coffee grinds at the end um, so initially the product was um, Sort of created when a customer came into one of the founder's cafes and she asked for the coffee ground, the, the coffee grinds. I tell you what, why
0: don't why don't we hold off on the story till after the interview? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get um, what's the name of the company?
1: The name of the co- company is Frank Body Scrub.
0: Okay, so uh, they they've built a great business, turning over uh, fifteen million dollars in the previous year, which uh, is pretty substantial um particularly in a small little country like australia but uh, but substantial by any stretch of the imagination so chelsea chatted to um a few of the co-founders i believe there's there's a there's a um how many are there five of them
1: yeah five
0: so chelsea chatted to a couple so uh, that's coming up later on in the show and we'll get the that sounds like an interesting story uh, sorry to cut you off chelsea but we'll i didn't want to didn't want to um, you know, give, give away all the secrets before um, our listeners heard the interview. Um, as usual, we um, have a couple of new stories coming up. Always lots of activity happening in the tech world. Please tweet us, Monkey Podcast. Email us at podcast at com. Tell your friends about it. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave us reviews on iTunes. Um, it's episode 57. We've been going for a while. We are hoping to continue for a long while more, so stick around. So let's start out with um, some of these news stories. Today we are going to talk about Apple Watch. Uh, Monday of this week, um, Apple finally announced and confirmed details of the Apple Watch. Um, not so many surprises as more of sort of um, explanations and clarifications. So to summarize, um, Apple announced that they're going to have three different models or or three different categories of apple watch apple watch of course is the apple smart watch that you'll be able to use in conjunction with your iphone Um, i have to say i'm looking at the photos now they look fantastic Um, there's there's a budget quote unquote version called the sport which starts at about three hundred and forty nine dollars these are u.s dollars there's just the Apple Watch, the normal one, which starts at 549 goes up to $1,000. That comes in two different sizes. All of them come in two different sizes, a small and a large, 38 mils and 42 mils. Um, and then there's the fancy one, that is what they call the Watch Edition, which is between $10,000 and $17,000. Um, I don't know. That is a lot for a watch, especially a watch that... Um, sort of just a could just be a fad.
1: Hmm. Uh yeah, you wouldn't want to go purchasing a fourteen thousand Australian dollar. Is it fourteen thousand in Australian dollars and seventeen in USD?
0: Um, no it's uh it's between ten thousand and seventeen thousand USD. Um which means it's even more in Australian dollars at the moment. So mm.
1: um you wouldn't be very happy if they released another a version, you know, down the track. But I think um I think it, it would be smart of them to, to obviously to release um, updates and versions in the software um, and they've, ma- they've chosen to go with a rectangle, rectangular sort of style. So, you know, you may see a circular style, it's, um, but, yeah, obviously you wouldn't want to invest too much money into something that's going to change every 12 months.
0: I think one of the reasons they did that is uh, to make the other versions look cheaper. There's a, there's a phenomenon in pricing psychology called pricing anchoring where you include pricing just to show a bit of a relative point of view. And a lot of, um, a lot of online services do this, and uh, it might just be to make the, the sport edition at $350 look cheap, and the, and the watch edition at $549 look cheap. Um, of course, in the watch world, there are a lot more expensive watches than the traditional watch world. I saw, I think, on Business Insider, posted an article yesterday about watches over one million dollars. So um, you can very you limited. Got, you
1: need to get a Braun.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I've got a Braun watch that I bought it at LA Airport for I don't know 170 bucks or something. Um, you Yeah, I mean, these are limited edition watches. They get made 10 a year or something. And um, I don't know, people with way too much money on their hands buying, spending a million bucks on a watch. I mean, it's just, it's just bizarre. But um, the Apple, and let's talk about some of the Apple Watch features, um, which are quite interesting. Um, some of the apps that are going to be available look really interesting. Uber, um, which will be terrific. You can just sort of push the little button on, on your watch. Instagram. Um, MLB I don't know what that is Do you know what MLB is? I mm. um, don't know what that is Facebook So those are sort of Pretty predictable Uber, Instagram, Facebook Then then some a couple of interesting ones Starwood SPG To unlock hotel door rooms Which is terrific Obviously a hotel That you checked into um, Which is So no more keys You just use your watch Just to swipe it against the door And boom Opens up Fantastic That's where this technology Really makes sense And alarms.com to open garage doors. And BMW will have an app, obviously, probably to start your car. Does Uh, it
1: have the um, capability to play music?
0: Um, Well, these are just the apps that they've announced so far. So I I don't know if it's going to have an audio... jack i don't think it'll have an audio jack I wouldn't
1: know. you'd have a wireless well you'd hope you could get some sort of wireless functionality so you can go for runs have your wireless earphones in and then also have your like your nike fitness app running at the same time
0: well you would still need your phone in any case with this watch so you still need to carry your phone your watch is only going to work with your phone so
1: it's not independent no Uh, Mm -hmm.
0: it's it all works via bluetooth to your phone so you leave your phone in your pocket or your bag and the watch um the, the watch tethers with the phone um there'll be apple's own workout app for fitness tracking uh, monitors your heart rate progress reports and apple pay which is which is taking off in the states it's not released in australia yet but apple pays so you'll be able to just you know tap your watch against something and you've paid for something Dangerous. In- instead of tapping your credit card um, pre-order at the beginning of March, sorry, beginning of April, and on sale towards the end of April, battery life, they say, is 18 hours. so full day battery life that's been apple's biggest concern is making sure that the battery life um, lasts long enough because if you have to charge it twice or three times a day. Not going to happen and apparently that's where most of the delay has come in in them sorting out the, the battery life of course only going to work with apple iphones so um not going to be able to work with android which is a bit of a shame but um, understandable i've just ordered the new color pebble watch which looks pretty cool as well so the space is really um really expanding and uh, and it's really at 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 the point of whether to s- we're going to see you soon if it's just a trend and a gimmick and a fad or it's going to become something serious and of course most technologies start off as a trend and a gimmick and a fad computers started off that way uh, the internet started off that way in a way the consumer internet facebook started off that way people f- poking each other and throwing sheep at each other and now it's something a lot more um, so we'll see what happens with the um, with the smart watches
1: um it's interesting because ben ben sort of said i wonder he, he, ben seemed to think sorry ben is my partner he said oh i don't know if uh, steve jobs would be very happy about this one um which i thought was interesting i mean a lot of people say that about a lot of the products that have been released but um he thinks seems to think it's just an addition that it kind of goes against collating all these different products into one device um he feels like apple are just adding more and more products but it's a wearable and i think wearables are definitely the right step in the in the direction
0: i think yeah i i think it's great i think it's going to be popular i think things like um apple pay i think um um, unlocking cars and uh, your own car tying in with fitness trackers I i think there is real utility in that um but who knows? Um, I know uh, Apple have stopped watching, uh, stopped selling some of the fitness trackers in their stores. They used to sell Jawbones, etc. They've stopped selling those so that there's no conflict of interest. Pretty tough if you Jawbone, but um, anyway, that's that's the way it goes. Of course, they made some other announcements besides the Apple Watch that they are announcing. They announced a new MacBook. It's just going to be called MacBook, not a Pro or an Air. Um, it's going to have a retina screen, weighs only two pounds, which is very, very light. I'm not exactly sure how that, how much that is in uh, kilograms. And it has a body that's 24% thinner than the current thinnest MacBook Air. So this is going to be super, super thin. I mean, the MacBook Air already is so thin, yeah. and 24% thinner than that. Um, it's got a complete completely new keyboard mechanism, um, um, which will be interesting. And... The way they've got this to get so thin is they've removed nearly all the ports, leaving only one single USB. So, um which they claim can be used for everything from charging to connecting to an external monitor. Not exactly sure how that's gonna work.
1: So does that mean that they're gonna be changing um Probably. Us probably Apple, really Apple have a habit of <laughs> changing the wrong way <laughs> uh,
0: uh, of changing cables and changing you know and they claim that there's always a practical reason for it but mm, you know sometimes you're a little bit suspicious that they are oh, well we can add a, a little bit to the bottom line and no wonder Apple's you know the most profitable company in the world at the moment with a market cap of nearly a record nearly 700 million dollars on track to be the, the first trillion dollar company in the world um, at, a, at a market cap level, I'll just see what their current market cap is. Apple market cap um, can't quickly pull it up here. Um, anyway, so uh, that's Apple. Always something interesting. Um, I'm. I'm uh, uh, Salesforce has also released an app for the watch, which mm. looks which looks really interesting. Yeah. Um, so they've done some really interesting things with the user interface on the watch. Um, I'm really curious to get my hands on one and to actually see how the UI works. I'm backing this, actually. I, I think this is um, going to be more popular than Google Glass, actually. I, I well, think it's probably primarily because
1: it's not um, by invitation only, but I think yeah. they, they probably cracked it. I think the Google Glass was just um, too An invasive. An experiment. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, fantastic for niche applications like surgery, etc. But um, there's something still in Google Glass. I think... Um, I think it'll become um, moves, needs to move into something like a contact lens, and uh, I heard actually the creator of the Iron Dome technology, the Israeli Iron Dome technology, give a talk earlier this week. Fascinating talk, um, and uh, they achieved incredible things in in developing that technology. But he was talking about some other technology that they have, and one of them is a heads up display through a contact lens that they're talking about, so that you'll be able to get all this information and maps through a contact lens. So that's on its way. I I would sort of like that. I mean, I wear contact lenses sometimes. I would sort of love a configurable contact lens that um, I can maybe toggle on and toggle off.
1: I was going to say you wouldn't want to lose your contact lenses, that's for sure.
0: No, probably be pretty pricey. Or maybe maybe not. Maybe they got some, you know, but uh, wearables are facing interesting interesting times ahead so that's um that's apple and um something we don't talk about uh, a lot on the show but um i've been sort of following because there's interesting rumblings going on with this platform is snapchat snapchat hugely popular with um millennial females um still not exactly quite sure why they love it so much but they do snapchat is a, a ephemeral messaging service whereby uh, you send each other a photo with a message and it's allegedly disappears and vaporises after a short period of time. Um, you use Snapchat?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's um, my main point of contact um, for my long-distance friendships.
0: So how, how many times a day do you use Snapchat? How many messages a day do you send approximately?
1: Um, it's more the amount of messages I receive. I don't send out actively. So I probably receive anything from 4 to 12 a day, um, but it's really dependent on whether there's something going on, like a, a thread with all our friends or if there's stories or if there's a particular event like New Year's Eve or Christmas. Obviously, you're going to get a lot more snaps.
0: So you can group uh, you can group send on Snapchat?
1: Um, I think you can do it in the, way in the sense that it's either to do with your story. Um, but, you know, I know that I'm actively sending it. So, so for instance, I'll send one snap to the same starred people and I know they'll send me one back.
0: Right. But they don't if they send one back to you, it doesn't go to everyone else that you've sent it to. It's not like sort of threaded email or something.
1: Not particularly, but you can continuously send it to the top, you know, five. And then the same with them.
0: Yeah, I've used it a little bit, but my friends I've got I've got Two friends, one who I spoke to last night, she said she doesn't use it anymore. She's sort of somehow she just stopped using it. Another friend, we just muck around every now and then. So, um, my yeah, my colleagues and friends aren't on Snapchat, um, but uh, the numbers are really strong. They're about a hundred million users. I mean, first Twitter's four hundred million, and about. Uh, Instagram's 400 million, so...
1: It's a lot easier to uh, to use, obviously. Twitter's, I think, it's a bit of an onboarding process to learn and, and understand the rules, but Snapchat is just so straightforward.
0: It is pretty straightforward. And um, anyway, what well interesting thing is Snapchat launched earlier this year. It's discover platform where media companies can publish um, snippets and teasers and stories on Snapchat. Um, and Snapchat um, have started... Offering these publishers the ability to advertise, so you have people like CNN and National Geographic, etc., and they publish stories on the Snapchat Discover platform, and now they can advertise on that. And the interesting story is that the these publishers are asking for very big ad rates, and um, people are paying them. So, um, the the current pricing on Snapchat Discover platform is about a thousand, sorry, a hundred dollars for every thousand views, which is about twice. Um, on other sort of video platforms um, and and a lot of times more what just normal web publishing is so um, snapchat 's obviously you know positioned quite well and interestingly at the same time Alibaba um, the big asian e commerce company put 200 million dollars into snapchat uh, and there's another investment round so a lot going on with snapchat I, I i loaded up to snapchat today just to have a look and look at this discover platform um nothing particularly interesting i mean just cnn's got a few stories got a few clips um National Geographic. It's It just seems like it's a way that Snapchat are giving an in mm. to these publishers, to this demographic.
1: And the, it's very avoidable. Um, the way that they've set it up is, I mean, there are, s- there are instances where you can't avoid it and it does just come up on your screen, but that happens once in a blue moon. Um, they have on the top right-hand corner a discoverable button and you have the option to go into there and um, see the latest content. However, it's not um, as thrown in your face as, uh, such as Twitter and Facebook.
0: Yeah, and Instagram's also got some ads. I, I don't really see um, that many ads. and I'm not a huge Instagram user, but I don't see that I many ads. Really, I've never seen uh, I think the only, I've only ad seen I've seen is McDonald's, which was obviously a very p- poorly targeted ad because I'm definitely not their, their typical, uh, yeah, and. Um, mcdonald's customer um but yeah look i'm I, i'm interested to s- to see um what happened to snapchat 100 million um millennials they they are in they they are notoriously difficult demographic to market to but yet very valuable in the way they do spend money and they in interesting things so no no doubt the the marketers are interested to to get their their hands on them um snapchat still has a little bit of coolness factor compared to twitter and facebook and
1: Mm, it's very fresh and young
0: it's still it's still new sort of facebook sort of like already whatever 10 years old so
1: grandfather of the social networks
0: yeah so um and that's uh that's snapchat um so yeah so that's apple snapchat Um, We're going to take a short break. You're listening to episode 57 of the It's a Monkey podcast. We talk about everything relating to tech, the tech world, tech economy, startup, social media, all that exciting stuff. Um, Add us on um, Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at Monkey Podcast. Like us on Facebook. Send us a tweet. We love to hear from you. Um, We get some... Quite a decent number of listeners listening to us, um, which is great from all over the world. We're coming to you live from Sydney, Australia. We're going to take a short break. Coming back, um, we're going to have Chelsea's interview um, talking about everything um, coffee scrubs, coffee scrubbing. Have you ever had a coffee
1: scrub? I haven't, but a lot of my friends have.
0: I saw in um, one of the upmarket areas of Sydney, I actually took a photo of it and I put it on Facebook. They have a... Blueberry smoothie, body scrub. Yeah, that. No, that but and hang on, me. an organic blueberry smoothie hmm. bottle, uh, body scrub. Um, I just got hungry when I read that, but <coughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Look, wo- women's the whole woman's secret world is very interesting. I had no idea you could get smoothie body scrubs, but w- what is it supposed to do? Make you feel good, look good,
1: make you glow.
0: Jeez. Imagine how beautiful I would be if I would get all these treatments.
1: (laughs) I can't answer that
0: question. Chelsea doesn't want to admit I'm beautiful. Anyway, we'll leave it at that. We're going to take a short break and we'll be back with Chelsea's interview. Stay with us. The It's a Monkey
2: podcast is brought to you by Check Dog. Use CheckDog to easily review and monitor your website for spelling errors, broken links, and broken images, all with the push of one button. CheckDog can also automatically monitor your website and notify you of newly introduced spelling errors. Go to checkdog.com forward slash podcast to receive 50% off your first month subscription. CheckDog.com, helping the world's leading websites keep their content error free. <coughs>
1: You're back on the It's a Monkey podcast today. Uh, It is episode 57. Um, As some of you you may be aware, this week was International Women's Day, and on the other end of my line, I'm very excited to have two of the three co-founders of a very successful online product. Um, Some of you may have heard it before. Some of you may have used it, and it is called Frank Body Scrub. Now, Frank have recently been, the three girls that have started Frank um, have Recently been named um, some of the top female entrepreneurs in Australia. So the top three of the fifty entrepreneurs in um, Australia here. So um, welcome, very welcome to uh, to to Bree Johnson and Jess Hatsis. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Hi, thank you for talking to us, Chelsea. My absolute pleasure. Look, basically, I'd like to to obviously welcome you and bring you on board to tell us a little bit more about your story. Can you please explain to um, our audience what Frank is? Well, Frank is kind of evolving, right, as we speak. Mm. It
2: started just as a single product. And we should point out that there's actually five co-founders of Frank, two of them um are our partners, Alex and Steve. Oh, okay. Um, but yes, you're right that there are the three female founders as well. And we're happy to be the focus for this, Yeah, that's fine. Really <laughs> um, it started just as the single original body scrub. And over the course of about 12 months, it evolved into what is now the four scrubs and the body balm. Um, Steve actually came up with the original idea in terms of the first product and brought it to the rest of us to talk about and whether we thought it was something that we could market through social media. Because as a group, that was something that we'd been really talking about doing. We saw this huge gap to utilize Instagram as a platform for a brand specifically for I guess younger women, so 18 to 30 years old. That's a- the guys started yeah. playing around with some formulations for the product. We were the guinea pigs and, <laughs> um, They kind of started handling more of the logistics and production and financial side and we did what it is that we do every day, which is focus on the naming and the brand strategy and the communication strategy. And so that was in January, February 2013 that we started working on it, um, launched in June of that year and it's just grown ever since.
1: What, what would you put down to your um, – because obviously you have grown very, very quickly. What would you put that down to? Would it be the way that you've marketed it? Would it be a combination of the product being um, so great, word of mouth? What, would you, what single point of factor would yeah. you put down? Um.
3: Well, I guess as the marketing side of the business, I'd have to say it just comes down to our brilliant marketing. (laughs) But it's it's a combination, obviously, of everything. Um, We have a great product, which always helps, is vital. You have to have a great product. That's always the starting point. Uh, And then also, it was kind of the right time. We identified there was a gap in the market for a product like this, and we knew there was an engaged audience that we could easily target, especially through social media. Um, and Instagram. I think we got into Instagram at exactly the right time when it was kind of just starting to take off. Um, I think when we launched, there were definitely brands already on Instagram but there wasn't that many utilizing it in the way that we decided to utilize it. Um, I think when we first started, there was a few brands on there but it it hadn't really hit yet Um, so we were really lucky to kind of get in before that big storm came.
2: Yeah, and I guess a huge part of our marketing strategy was also the idea of building a whole army of marketers for us. So from the start, we really focused on how we could get a lot of user-generated content created by our customers and have them talking about the product for us. Mm. Um, so I think that was really vital in the in the growth of Frank. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, so at this point in time, how many Instagram followers do you have at the moment? Uh, just shy of
2: six hundred thousand.
1: Wow. Yeah, and, and that's not only just um, so. Obviously, that's global. So you've got you've got the product distributed in not only Australia but several other countries. Is that right? Yeah,
3: we have distribution points in LA, Canada, London, and Australia.
1: And have you found um, that you've had to tweak your your engagement strategy dependent on the countries?
2: Slightly, we've been. We didn't really want to stray too much from, I guess, what is the essence of the brand. But then there are things that sort of get lost in translation. So obviously we've had to make some tweaks. Mm. Um, but overall it is a fairly global strategy. I guess it comes down to more the, when we do tailor when we're dealing with media more specifically in each region.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, otherwise it's, it's quite universal.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: and I mean, how? What was the transition like? Because you were obviously working in sort of like in an agency environment. Did you decide to go um, to completely junk the gun into the Frank Body product, or was it a, a sort of gradual process?
3: We actually still balance both businesses or juggle. Yeah, well, it means we just don't sleep a lot. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when you said juggle, I was going to say you mean you cope. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We really like coffee and wine. Yeah. Um,
2: But we are really lucky The businesses work really well together. Um, And for us, I guess the role that we play across both businesses is quite similar. Obviously, there's still a lot of administration and logistical stuff that we need to take care of, Mm -hmm. but our main focus is branding and copywriting and tone voice across both. And so we have everyone in one big office together now Mm -hmm. in Cremorne,
3: which is really lovely. So it kind of just feels like one Giant team. Yeah. And we're really lucky that we've got a really great bunch of people working with us now or for us. Yeah. Um, they take a lot of the pressure off. Yeah.
1: Well, that's great. And um, you've, obviously, I, was, I said at the very beginning, you've been um, named in one of the top f- uh, female entrepreneurs in Australia. What, what's, what's, it, what's it like being called a sort of named a female entrepreneur, particularly, you know, the topic of a female entrepreneur is becoming quite popular at the moment. Have you have you noticed any sort of um, differences being female within the space or has it always been sort of smooth sailing? It's quite an interesting
2: topic for me personally anyway, and this is Jess speaking so I don't want to speak on anyone else's behalf, but I've always found... Um, labeling entrepreneurs by gender quite an interesting thing rather than just looking at us all as entrepreneurs I think I think that would be a much more um equal and fair way of doing things I'd really like to be compared against the boys as well yeah that said um, obviously seeing that list the other night and coming out on top was incredibly humbling and a really lovely thing for all of us I was actually sitting on the floor at my parents house and kind of Started crying like a big, <laughs> a big baby when I saw it because we work really wow. hard and it's really nice yeah. to have that recognised. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but you're right; it is kind of becoming a bit of a bit of a buzzword lately, and I think it's lovely that females are getting a lot of recognition. But hopefully, it will transition into all of us
3: just being men and females looked at together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I guess I I definitely agree to a certain extent. I think when I showed my mum that article, she was like, but why aren't the boys listed? I'm like, this is about females. (laughs) Um, And I don't think, you know, the fact that you have a vagina should mean that you are treated any any differently (laughs) to any other (laughs) entrepreneur. But I guess it is a a smaller pool and there aren't, unfortunately, that many women who have the confidence or the ability to start their own business. Um, Personally... I've never felt restricted by my gender. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've had just as many opportunities as everyone else. I know there is this inherent and unfortunate just casual sexism that we probably don't even realise we experience every day. Um, And, you know, the fact that there's still a gender, like a a pay inequality in Australia in this day and age is really sad. Um, But, you know, we are definitely getting there and i don't think i've ever felt
1: restricted by my sex or gender that's that's i mean really interesting answers from both of you we had jody fox on the um podcast quite a few episodes ago now and their uh, shoes of prey um are now launching starting up in, in the u.s and i mean she's come such a far way and, and she had a similar response to you she said um i don't really think it's an issue and she said i don't i've never really felt as though it's been something that um, has been a problem for me um so yeah i mean it's obviously for some people it's a very sensitive topical debate
2: yeah definitely i think there's so many layers to this debate and it's really yeah. hard to ever completely understand it unless you can be on both sides which no male
3: or female ever can be no and i think we're really lucky that we've always been surrounded by people who believe in us and i think like i know one of the questions that you might have coming up is you know have you had any female entrepreneurs that you look up to and I feel like most of my role models have been male but they've always I guess encouraged me and like obviously from our upbringing to our teachers to our old bosses it's never it's never been an issue.
2: Yeah and not so, probably not so much even looking at entrepreneurs as role models it's just yeah. strong figureheads that like there are writers that we love mm. that are women and you know, even just our mums, I'm sure, were kind of huge. huge influences for both of us, being working mums and raising family. Mm-hmm.
1: So, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What what <laughs> sorry to interrupt. Um, what was the advice that you would give someone? I mean, you've, you have started this amazingly successful company. Um, I read somewhere that you turned over a million of uh, revenue of $20 million over the last year, which is incredibly impressive. What's, what's the sort of advice you give to someone that's, a similar age or, or younger um, that is looking to, to build upon a product and do something similar?
2: Yeah, well, just to clarify, I think there was a little bit of miscommunication. Our, that's our projected revenue for the 2015 calendar year, but our turnover was around the $15 million mark for the calendar year just gone. Um, just wanted to confirm that. Yep. But I guess yep. in terms of... Um, like advice um, mine's really simple it's just like if you're thinking about it and you want to do it go and do it yeah. I just yeah. I think if you wait for the right time to do anything you'll never do it so for us we were a lot younger when we went out and started our own business we couldn't really save because our wages weren't that great in our old job so we just had to bite the bullet take a leap of faith and you make it work mm. you eat a lot of ramen noodles as well <laughs>
1: I've got, a, I've got a, a bunch of girlfriends and I actually said to them, look, um, girls, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm really excited I'm going to be interviewing the, the founders of, of Frank. Do you have any questions? And they're very, very young, smart, intelligent women. And it's interesting how often we speak about things and we're, we, we, we're trying to meet every week to share these ideas that we have and encourage each other and grow um, and be sort of little mini entrepreneurs ourselves. But it, it really is just down to just do it. Um, yeah. I think Seth Godin had a, and uh, like he quoted once something saying something like, um, "Go do that, you know. Just just go do it. And um, there's you shouldn't just wait around for that right moment. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think natural words have been spoken. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, thank you so much for your time and being on on the podcast. Um, you know. Absolute best of luck for next year. I don't think you'll have any problems with reaching those targets, and um, I'm really excited to see how the Frank Body brand evolves. And um, you know, I'm constantly seeing these great little—I think what do you call them? Frankfurters, or <laughs> Frank- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which are your little mini ambassadors online. And um, it seems like it's a really great product. And um, I wish you all the best. Sounds wonderful. Thanks Very so much. much. Thanks for being on the podcast, girls. Have
3: a have great day.
1: Today. Bye. Right, bye. The It's a Monkey podcast is brought to you by Manage Flitter. Manage Flitter helps you to work smarter and faster on Twitter. With Manage Flitter, you can schedule tweets for appropriate times, gain insight into your Twitter connections, grow your Twitter account, and much more. Go to manageflitter.com for a free trial.
0: Well, you can definitely sense the, the passion and in, in their love for their entrepreneurial journey.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They're a great bunch of girls.
0: And, um, you know, I think today, if you want to build a business, you've got to understand social. I mean, even if you're in the enterprise world, I mean, they obviously in a world that lends itself very much to social, uh, photos and beauty and things like that. So it lends itself to social. But I think I think no matter what you do, you've got to understand it. You've got to...
1: Well, that's they got ahead. Essentially, they started in the very early days of Instagram and they understood it. They did just the bread and butter and then obviously... Um, from that on, they've grown and they've gotten um, their users to market them, m- market their product for them,
0: and that's always the most powerful. So social is
1: and It's like crowdsourcing you yeah. know, your product.
0: Social is very, very, very powerful. It's leveraging you know what people have done since 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 forever, which is word of mouth. Um, so you 've got to understand a little bit of the mechanics and what works and what doesn 't work and of course, you have to have a great product to back that up, which obviously that they do do um but um, it's y- you know it's it's gone are the days where um y- you know you could get away without understanding um how people like to consume their marketing and consume their content um it 's all very much about that. I was chatting to someone starting up a new restaurant in Sydney and he was uh, a new vegan organic restaurant. And um, I said to him, look, you, you've just got to just get, get all over social. It's mm. pe- people want to share. That's the thing. If they have a good experience, they want to share. Mm. Make it easy for them to share. You yeah. know. But you've got to be prepared to deal with the downside of that is if there's fallout sometimes... That happens on there too and you've got to also know how to deal with that and um, deal with criticisms or if the wheels come off or there's an issue with your product or something like that. People are going to gonna hammer you on your social pages and you've got to be, know how to be transparent and appropriate and all those things. So a lot of pressure on businesses these days to be sort of full on media organizations even in a little, a little small way.
1: Yeah, I mean I found it fascinating that they not only run Frank but they also have their um social media agency along the side. I thought Frank in itself would just consume all their time, but they're obviously very savvy and um they have the right people working for them and as I said a lot of their work is already done for them. Um they've got over 600,000 people on Instagram um and Even if you put in a few of their hashtags, such as hashtag Frank or hashtag Frankfurt, as they call their followers, um, you'll notice that there's hundreds of thousands of tweets or posts or Facebook likes. um, And that's just in itself is reaching out to so many people.
0: And tip, if you can get your customers to do your marketing for you, that is probably your biggest business problem. You know, most, I mean, companies um you know don't don't reach critical mass for a variety of reasons, but definitely one of them is that a lot of companies have a marketing problem you know a lot of the time they're great products, great team, great price points and they're and they're solving a problem, but they got a marketing issue so if you get you know um your your customer's marketing for you, your marketing problem is solved. Mm. Um, you know, Manage Flitter was very much a case in point, particularly in the early days, but even to today, is our customers love us and market us on Twitter. And even Facebook, they market us. on. so um, it's worth, if you're an entrepreneur or want to be an entrepreneur, to really, really work out... How to do that and make it easy for your customers to do that. So, uh, look, congratulations to them. They're based in, in Melbourne, I believe. Yeah, M- uh,
1: Cremorne, Melbourne. But they've o- they've obviously got centres in LA and um, other parts of the world, as well.
0: And um, yeah, let us know if you've had a a coffee scrub. What, what do you do? Just like, like
1: get in the shower. It's yeah. for men as well. They really? Have, yeah, yeah. You can give it a go. I'm sure the girls will send you a free pack.
0: I don't really like the smell of coffee.
1: You don't? Mm. That's my favourite part of coffee. No. I've
0: never had a cup of coffee in my life.
1: Okay, you're probably not the ideal the customer. The thing, the
0: use, useless <laughs> facts about Kevin. Uh, I've never had a cup of coffee in my life. Just don't just don't like the smell. Oh, I thought beautiful. I was the only one, but if it, but I, I put a Facebook status update. I was like, I wonder if anyone else has never had a cup of coffee. And I had about 10 friends say, yep, not into it, never tasted it, it smells not nice. So, yeah, so I, I'm probably not the ideal customer, but I'm just interested about the whole so you, you, you So you get, so in, the you get in the shower with the water running.
1: No, you, you 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 wet yourself first. Yeah. From this is from my understanding. Uh, my girlfriends have used it, and then as in their marketing, and this is another point. They have a very unique voice. So their idea is Frank's talking to you. So Frank is the man. So it's like, hey baby, get undressed, get dirty, and then we'll get clean. So you basically take the product out, and then you it's like um it's like coffee. Uh, grains and and oils and like jubaba and all those sort of good nutrients and you scrub your skin and you take all the dead cells off and apparently it will um you know improve things like cellulite and stretch marks and all the the nigglies that women don't want right and then you wait there and you leave the product on to soak in and then then wash it off and apparently you come out like a big glowing baby
0: yeah anyway if you're still listening to our random ramblings thanks for listening this is um episode 57 of the it's a monkey podcast we'll be back in two weeks time you can add your email address on the it's a com website and you'll get pinged when um, we publish a new episode with me this week has been the one and the only chelsea plowright if you are listening please send chelsea or myself a tweet and um, Chelsea doesn't always believe me that she's a natural on air and um, she's getting very embarrassed now. But, um, you know, Chelsea's really, um, it's, it's, um, she's great on these podcasts and um, let us know if you'd like. You, you're still, people aren't following you on Twitter though. Last time you were on, we tried I think this
1: is in, like indicating that people don't enjoy listening to me on the podcast. Uh,
0: you see, if you're listening, please tweet us and say, you know, you like Chelsea as the co-host. Um, and follow her on Twitter. She really needs your help. You follow Iggy yeah. Azalea and all these people.
1: No, I don't follow her. No, not well.
0: you. I'm saying to our listeners, oh. they follow, you know, these people. And, and Chelsea's only got 625 followers. That's
1: a bit sad. Yeah.
0: There's this great product called Manage Flitter, which you can use to grow your account. You really should use it to grow your account.
1: I have. I think, I've, I, think I have. But I've, if you notice, mm-hmm. if you look, I've reached a following limit.
0: Well, clear out those 1,900 people you're following, bring that right back down.
1: Yeah, and then... And, then,
0: and then sort of kick in following on Manage Flutter and um, you'll manage to, to grow your account. So um, follow Chelsea, who's Chelsea P on Twitter.
1: I have to say, though, when you say Chelsea P, they're going to be spelling it C-H-E-L-S-E-A. So it's C-H-E-L-C-I-E-P.
0: And I'm sure the Americans like your accent. Americans like non-American accents. So Chelsea's accent's like a real hodgepodge of Kiwi, Australian, and even a bit of English. So um, in case you're wondering where her accent's from. Um, So most of our listeners are American, so no doubt. So yeah, tweet her, follow her. She refuses to believe me that she's good on-air talent. I come from a bit of a radio background many moons ago, so I I think I can spot it. Um, But for some reason... For some reason, Chelsea just, uh, you know, doesn't, mm, doesn't believe what good on-air talent she is. But um, anyway, thanks for listening to our ramblings. I think we should cut it off, Chelsea. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll you know, yes. even bore ourselves to death. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can kind of get a snippet of what Kevin and I sit and speak about sometimes when we're not being recorded.
0: It's pretty much similar, isn't it? Yes. It's not very different. No. It's pretty much, pretty maybe, much, similar. maybe,
1: maybe a few, you know, cin- censored things we wouldn't say, but
0: yeah, no, know, but we're pretty, we're pretty, um, we're pretty above board in the office, you know, yeah, we pretty, we keep a, a tight wrap, there's nothing, nothing crazy that goes on, no, or all, all that gets said. It's one of the things I like. About our many things about our like office, but uh, we manage to have laughs at no one's expense and without being crude. Okay, at your expense. But My expense. Okay, we always tease. But you know what? Interesting happens when you're not in the office. They start teasing me. Yeah. I'm like sort of second in command. You yeah. know of, of of being teased, and I, I don't like. I'm not as you know. You roll with it quite well. You're an extrovert. I'm like, hey, stop picking on me.
1: You know what it feels like, eh? Don't yeah. throw stones.
0: I know, so we'll be nice to you. Um, okay, until two weeks' time, it's goodbye from Kevin and Chelsea.
1: Will we have um, a special guest next time?
0: Um, we may pro- probably have either you or Charles. Oh, okay. Um, sort of, yeah. Because um, in case you're listening, you're wondering, James. James Peter has um gone off to do his own startup, which is his dream. We'll still check in with him every now and then. No doubt he's uh coding up something really interesting. We'll have him on the podcast as a special guest I might every Tweet now and
1: to then. him actually, now that I'm on Twitter. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes, send him send him a tweet, tell him he's missed.
1: Say, so I hope you're following me back. <laughs> Otherwise I'm gonna do a big cull on manage flutter.
0: Yeah. You take no take no prisoners. Um, Okay, we'll catch you in two weeks, folks. Um, Have a good week, good two weeks, wherever you are in the world. And thanks for listening.
1: See you.